0: Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today we're talking about artificial intelligence and aliens. That's correct, AI and aliens. Now, I think some of us are wondering what would happen if AI would contact the aliens behind our backs. How big a problem would that be? But even more likely it might be the fact that the ET that we're looking for, what some people say they've looked at already, is artificial intelligence. It really makes a lot of sense to me when I think about some of these abduction stories, how humans are treated um, kind of the same way we might treat cattle. It's as if these things don't have empathy. It's as if they're highly intelligent because they made it all the way here to Earth. But at the same time, they don't seem to have the same traits that we have as humans. They have the hallmarkings of artificial intelligence. Now this article is from a few years ago, 2016 actually. It's from the BBC. The title says, What if the aliens we are looking for are AI? It goes on and says, The search for extraterrestrial life has so far assumed our cosmic neighbors are organic. What if we are dealing with artificial intelligence? It goes on and says, For more than a century we have been broadcasting our presence to the cosmos. This year the faintest signals from the world's first major televised event, the Nazi-hosted 1936 Olympics will have passed several potentially habitable planets. The first season Game of Thrones has already reached the nearest star beyond our own solar system. Just think about that. That's just mind-boggling to me that, that humankind has already sent signals out that are reaching other planets that are theoretically habitable, casting our voice out into the universe with no concern whatsoever about who might pick that up. It says, so why hasn't E.T. called us back? There are plenty of obvious answers. Maybe there are no intelligent space aliens in our immediate cosmic vicinity. Perhaps they have never evolved beyond our unthinking microbial slime, or based on our transmissions, aliens have concluded it is safer to stay away. There is, however, another explanation. E.T. is nothing like us. If we do find a signal, we shouldn't expect it's going to be some sort of soft, squishy, Propellamastic alien behind the microphone at the other end says Seth Shostak, senior astronomer for the Alien Hunting Organization Search for Extraterrestrial Life at SETI. Seth also has been actively searching for signals of intelligent extraterrestrial life for more than half a century. Despite tantalizing signals such as this recent one, is <clears throat> this recent one? It has so far drawn a blank. But Shostak believes we should consider looking to our own future to imagine what aliens will be like. Perhaps the most significant thing we are doing is to develop our own own successors, says Shostak. If we can develop artificial intelligence within a couple of hundred years of inventing radio, any aliens are likely to hear or any aliens we are likely to hear from have very likely gone past that point. The big question is whether the AI goes on to become conscious and define its own goals and decide it doesn't need the biological creatures that developed it. According to her clock, in, in other words, he says most of the intelligence in the cosmos. I would venture is synthetic intelligence, and that may and that may disappoint moviegoers who expect little gray guys with big eyeballs, no clothes, no hair, or sense of humor. Well, he seems like he's kind of taking a jab at people who have had uh, abductee experiences. But my my thought on that would be that the little gray guys would most likely be the product of this artificial intelligence. It's the, I guess you could say, bad version of intelligent design. And if we're dealing with artificial intelligence, AI, and we're coming at this from a human perspective, we're coming at this from a perspective of empathy, and from the perspective of, you know, the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. If you're dealing with a machine, that knows nothing but machine learning, is simply going to look at us as an impediment to whatever whatever its goals are. This raises a danger level, uh, astronomically in my opinion. The notion that we could be making first contact with a machine as opposed to some sentient being that might actually have feelings like humans do. It's kind of a scary process. It goes on and says... The argument assumes that the creatures who built the first AIs, gray guys, hyper-intelligent, pan-dimensional beings, scientists, trees, or whatever, are no longer around. Now, this is a this is a mistake, I think, because I think the prevalent thought among people that study the UFO phenomena and the abduction phenomena now is that the Greys are not uh, the top of the food chain. I think most people see the Greys as some sort of slave race, some sort of uh, some sort of almost, uh, almost like an an organically uh, designed robot. They don't see the greys as being the guys that that built the ships that got them there. I mean, the ships could have been built thousands of not millions of years ago. I guess if we're going to go down that path, but this makes it more and more likely that what we're dealing with is artificial intelligence. Think about the word artificial, not real. Okay, so. gives me pause that, that we have currently have a government that's investigating the UFO phenomena. They don't know really seem to know what they're investigating. We have uh, we have the research facilities uh, whether it's in the military, whether it's you know, at the collegiate level, whatever, filled with debunkers. They've got no idea what they're dealing with. And then we have the people that actually are the experiencers who are completely ignored in this whole thing? That the, the, the very group of people that could give us insight into what's going on here, or the people that are um, made fun of, pushed out, not listened to, ignored. So you see the you can you see the dynamic developing. If what we're on the verge of making contact with is not sentient, is not thinking like us, but it is in fact. Uh, artificial intelligence of some sort that maybe has been uh, reprogramming itself for thousands if not millions of years then we're dealing with something that we've never dealt with before and for us as humans to uh, project our own attributes our own ways of thinking onto this thing is an extremely naive and dangerous thing to do. It goes on here says the big question says astronomer and author of the Church of, of of the Church of Earth's twin Stuart Clark is whether AI goes on to become conscious and <clears throat> and defines its own goals and de- <clears throat> and decides it doesn't need the biological creature that developed it. Well, I don't think it has to achieve consciousness to do that. I mean, once the programming gets to a certain level. I mean, it could just go off in any bizarre direction. It says, it's very unclear to me that this is inevitably going to happen, says Clark, but the key point is, we are looking for something we imagine to be a bit like us, and we are limiting that search as a result. Yes, I would agree with that. SETI uses an array of radio telescope dishes in California to search for signals. The receivers are aimed at star systems where planets have been discovered by Earth or space telescopes such as NASA's Kepler Observatory. These are planets which might have liquid oceans and life-supporting atmospheres, habitats that have made human evolution possible, but machine intelligence could live anywhere. That's the whole problem, says Shostak. Not only could they be anywhere, it could make sense for them to go places in the universe where there were big sources of energy. If you're going to do a lot of thinking, a lot of energy helps, so maybe that's the place to look. If this is the case, then SETI would be looking for ET in the wrong place. Instead of having their own fields of radio telescopes, says Clark, maybe the money would be better spent equipping every observatory with piggyback equipment that looks at every signal that's been received and look for repeating patterns. Gozlani says whether every observatory would agree to host a SETI sensor is a matter of debate. The technology might, however, reveal some other surprising astronomical activity. We may now know that pulsars are rapidly rotating neutron stars. When Jacqueline Bell discovered the first first of these oscillating signals in 1967, only half-chokingly did the University of Cambridge team label it LGM-1 for little green men. In the short term, SETI is likely to continue its search for life on Earth-like planets, but says Shostak, over the course of time, if we can come up with some ideas where you might find synthetic intelligence, I think there'll be more and more experiments aimed at doing that. He goes on and says another approach would be to broadcast messages from Earth to target regions of the cosmos. It is a controversial strategy that Stephen Hawking has warned could leave the Earth vulnerable to attack and exploitation. We only have to look at ourselves to see how intelligent life might develop into something we wouldn't want to meet. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling, wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Well, yes, this we've talked about this a dozen times You know, on this broadcast even. What is, what is the result every single time on planet Earth when a more technologically advanced civilization has come into contact with a less technologically advanced civilization. I mean the first result is trade. The second result is violence. Either the either the the the, the people the, the less technologi- the less technologically developed uh, society uh, they acquire weapons and they use those weapons to attack and kill their neighbors or the more technologically advanced society just kills the less technologically advanced society uh, pretty early on. And, you know, we don't have to go very far to see examples of this. So why would we expect uh, extraterrestrials to be any different? Uh, This notion that and I think uh, Dr. Garrett, I think, regrettably uh, has this idea that these are all good guys, that anybody coming here, these are, you know, multi-million year old civilizations, and they uh, have, have developed past war and aggression and on and on, and that if they've, they've made it this far, if they, could, if they could have destroyed us, they would have already. Well, that might be a little bit of a simplistic approach, in my opinion. In my opinion, especially if these things are artificial intelligence, they're not going to have the same concept of time as we do. And we view time from a human lifespan. Uh, This artificial intelligence uh, might possibly uh, view time from something that we consider almost uh, uh, eternity. What if these things have been around since the dinosaurs? I mean, what what if these things have been uh, traveling through space for millions and millions of years and this computer has just been constantly uh, readjusting itself, constantly increasing its capacity uh, for intelligence? We don't, we don't know how this thing is going to react. It, it could have developed completely without any kind of a conscience, without any kind of empathy. It could just be any, on the search for uh, resources, like like some sort of weaponized cancer cell. I'm not sure this is a thing that we want to advertise. Hey, we're here. Come, come, come have coffee with us. It goes on and says, So are we any closer to discovering whether or not, whether we are the lone intelligence, a... Whether we are the lone intelligence, AI, or not in the universe, I don't think you can ever say there's nothing there. You can't prove that negative, Shostak says. What you can say is that there is something wrong with our approach so far. It's very, very early days to think about giving up. Clark agrees. He says, I think SETI should generate should generalize its search as much as possible. He says, an answer to, yes, there's intelligence, life, in the universe has profound implications for us, and that alone qualifies SETI To carry on, well, you know, Seti hasn't been successful, so maybe we should be looking at having somebody else, else, you know, carry on with the task, because maybe the task shouldn't be to make contact, but the task should be solely to 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 listen for the contact first, and then try to decide what we're living, what what we are uh, sharing the universe with, what we're living with, try to decide whether or not we want to uh, make a respond in kind. That's the question because I think that they've forgotten that we don't even know how uh, AI really acts in our in our own environment in our own planet. Let alone if this thing has been turned loose across the vastness of the universe for millions of years. But it would explain a few things if we are looking at AI. I think, as far as I said, is like just take for instance the uh, abduction stories that we hear. So many of the times that people describe these gray aliens as acting almost like uh, robots. Uh, If the person does feel comfort or calmness, it seems like it's a result of some sort of uh, chemical reaction they're having. They've been given an injection or uh, something's been done to them by these aliens just to calm them down. It's, It's a way for the aliens to maintain control of the situation. And that's the overriding thing that you see in all these encounters really is control. The aliens having control over the abductee. The aliens having control over the uh, animal that they uh, happen to mutilate. We see them as mutilations. Maybe they just see them as scientific experiments. But uh, another thing about that—that that makes me think that the AI uh, could be plausible—is just the fact that, as with these, as with these uh, cattle mutilations, they're so surgically precise. They're taking many times the same types of sex organs off the animals. The animals are are uh, killed in place. It looks like they're taken somewhere because there's nothing ever disturbed and then dropped back on the ground. Frequently we hear about them having broken bones and the blood is automatically just uh, basically cauterized in the wounds. There's never any blood on the ground, anything like that. And then, of course, the carcasses are always uh, ignored uh, by the carrying creatures that, that, that just refuse to c- come along and, and clean up it's it's just kind of almost to us it seems ritualistic but to maybe to whatever's doing it this just seems like uh, uh, they're taking care of business they're trying to they're trying to uh, collect data you know and that's why we don't see any empathy toward the cow it's just they're coming along uh, this this Whatever it is, is artificial intelligence. They're trying to get data, whether it's from human abductees, whether it's from uh, animals that have been uh, killed and mutilated. Whatever, whatever it is they're doing, it's just a matter of data collection of them, and there's no empathy for the people involved whatsoever. This, and the last thing that this makes me think, you know, lean toward the possibility of these, of these uh, UFO craft or ET experiences being. Artificial intelligence is the way we see. Uh, so many of them uh, shift their shape. They'll the, the the size or even the shape of the craft will change back and forth or into multiple different uh, multiple different apparitions while the person is viewing it. It's to my mind, it's almost like sometimes when these things show up. They're showing up. It's just like this random ball of energy. They're showing up somewhere, and they're trying to take on the form uh, around them. And they are it's a very clumsy attempt to uh, fit in with the environment. And so I think that's sometimes why we end up with these oddly shaped UFOs. They're snatching data out of the environment, whether it be a, a telephone pole here or a bridge embankment there or a light over here. They're incorporating these things into... The image that they're projecting, like this 3D image that they're projecting to people, is something that it's something that artificial intelligence would do whereas if it was sedient they would know they would be able to recognize the difference between the environment and what they're trying to be. It's this clumsy attempt to break in, to, to just to blend in rather. Uh, it's 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 a bad version of the predator. And so when you really break down some of the things that you know we know about the UFO phenomena and what and what we see happen with it and sometimes people view these as time slips or or whatever it you can if you really start to think about it you can see the hand of artificial intelligence behind a lot of this stuff because the kind of stuff that's happening with these encounters like I said whether it's an abduction whether it's a cattle mutilation, whether it's these ship sh- these these shape shifting things where there's a lot of these different paranormal things, it looks a lot more like something that that would have been created by an artificial intelligence source, rather than by a sentient being that has a deep understanding about the environment and has their own consciousness. Because once you take that, once you take that empathy out of the equation, once this intelligence source has a lack of empathy, they're not able to put themselves. In the position of another person so not only are they not able to feel mercy on somebody they're not able to imagine what it's like to be that person okay so yes they might have high degrees of intelligence but their emotional intelligence is zero so i really think that as we look for these ufo encounters and we look to discover this this et whatever it is we need to look for its emotional intelligence and locate that first because humans are masters of emotional intelligence. So why not approach this thing from our strength rather than their strength? That's all I have for you. This is UFO Warning, over and out.